Welcome into a Friday edition of DNVR Bets Daily, and happy Friday to everyone tuning in with us. Uh, and Dre, whew, the golf gods have shined down uh, upon me and probably many others who took what looked to be an extremely juicy odds boost from the good folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. I think anyone who saw it, they were boosting it from minus 347 or something up to plus 125. It was Tiger Woods to make the cut. They had a pretty hefty limit on it. And I went ahead and just hit the entire limit um, because I thought it was such a good bet. Mm -hmm. And Tiger Woods, man, goes out there and just sucks today. Like, yeah. He shoots four over, I believe, uh, to fall all the way back to three over on the tournament. And for most of the day, that looks like that's going to miss the cut. Uh, But with about an hour and a half left, the projected cut moves to plus three, and then it's bouncing back to plus two, and it's bouncing to three, two, Mm. three. And it finally settles on three at the very end of the round. Uh, with a little bit of help from Bryson DeChambeau, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and Tiger makes the cut. So everyone rejoice. We uh, s- just barely snuck it out. I mean, think of the book and how much money they would have made on a Thursday golf with no sports going on with Bryson and Tiger both missing the cut on the same day. That was like almost 30% of the action they were getting on overall money lines were those two guys to win. And before we even go into the weekend, they could have been done with crazy, just crazy. And Dre, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about yesterday. This is one of those streaks where I just keep losing everything, but I keep hitting big ones. Uh, And that was a big one. It's all that matters in golf too. And I mean, let's not bury the lead. Tiger is the, the rightful lead, but as far as we're concerned, Jim Furyk tied for eighth, Ryan, um, 68 on the on the day right there, minus four. Now it's five out of the lead. Finau and Ryan Palmer and John Rahm, who completely killed me with my Tony Finau at plus 400. The six shooter, I almost had it, but John Rahm had to come in with a monster 67 on the day. Um, one of the best we've seen in the entire tournament. So far, yeah, that was uh that was a shame. But dude, Furick, he's there. He's Jimmy. there. Old Jimmy. You know, uh the crazy thing is he's actually hasn't driven the ball as well as I expected him to so far. Um, I mean he's still doing great, but I think he's like fifth or sixth in the tournament in terms of driving accuracy. Mm-hmm. Colin Morikawa, surprisingly, is first in that uh statistic. Um and that gives me hope because I just think, you know, he doesn't need to look at this as I need to go make up five strokes tomorrow. Yeah. What he needs to look at this is this course has some teeth and it's going to get some people. And all I got to do is go throw out another four under tomorrow and another four under on Sunday and hope that that number is enough. You know, you get yourself in trouble in this sport when you start thinking, you start counting birdies before you make them. Um, Yeah. And you start trying to do things that are out of your character because you need to get the, you need to hit the, that number. You know, if he just plays his game, he's going to have a chance. And I, what I'm honestly hoping for a little peel behind the curtain, because I was all in on Colin Morikawa and I 
I don't think I ever would have taken the buyout. They never got it high enough. Yeah. But I'm hoping that he gets in a place where there's a buyout involved. Yeah. Remind us, you got him at 600 to one? 200 to one. 200 to one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, he's already at what? Plus 8,000. Is it still that? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gotten even better odds now. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good pick. I think you'll get a decent buyout offer. I think if he gets into the, I think if he starts making moves tomorrow, he had plus 8,000. I think if he starts making moves tomorrow uh, and gets inside the top five, I think they'll, uh, they'll allow it. You could get in on Mackenzie Hughes at plus 8,000 right now too. Interesting. Good value. I mean, there's good value all over this board. No one is that has been that impressive. Honestly, Tony, two consistent days um and that's what you need in this but you know no one looks like they're tearing this up and as we saw today anything can happen bryson DeChambeau, who sits at um i believe it was one over at the time Mm -hmm. which is fine you know like you're fine at one over and honestly what he should have been looking at is the cut line i don't know how privy they are to that information out there but someone should have told him Hey, the cut's three, you know, just be smart here. Well, he hits way left off of the tee. He ends up in the hazard. So he has to drop out of the hazard. So he's hitting three from outside of the hazard. And and this is a par five. And he takes out three wood. And you can see that he's way left of the hole. And there's a very small gap that he's trying to hit it through. And you, you know that that gap goes across the fairway. It's not towards the hole. So he's in thick rough trying to hit a three wood with a massive draw and he's like asking his caddy, he's like the carry is 240. So he's trying to like mash this oh, three wood and draw it. But again, you know, he's not thinking this through because out of that, t- uh, these guys can do anything. So I, I shouldn't say right. you can't do it, but out of that type of rough trying to put action on a fairway wood is very, very difficult. So he blasts one and literally the second that it, it goes off the face. He realizes it's not turning. And he says, that's OB. And right. He was, it was OB. So right here, this is where he needed someone to just say, Hey, let's just pitch out into the yeah. fairway and just, you know, try to get away with a seven or something here because yeah. OB is a worse penalty than his first tee shot. Yeah. So now he's hitting five yeah. uh, from where he is. And he does the exact same thing, even worse, hits it further out of bounds. So now he's hitting the same shot, but now he's so, you know, it's kind of like a, I think it's called a sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Where he's like, well, I got to do it again. So he does it again. He actually thinks when it's in the air that he's hit it out of bounds a third time. But luckily he didn't hit this one as solid. So it ends up short, almost rolls into another hazard. Dude. He ends up making 10 on the hole. Puts himself at plus six with like four holes to play, basically has no chance, and just takes himself completely out of the tournament. But what's funny is, you know, the cut line, which um, I guess a lot of people didn't really understand how this worked as they bet on Tiger to make the cut uh, this week. But the cut line is is a set number of players, and however many players are there or tied for that number can go in so i don't know how i think 72 guys ended up making it this week but they said that you know it's a, it was set to be the top 65 well when that when when bryson was there it was exactly 65 players uh or close to it were at three uh three over 
So he, by doing that, gets it down to 64 and gives us a little wiggle room on the Tiger cut line because you would have then had to have two guys who were at three over jump up to two over to bounce right. everyone out. And uh, Bryson does us a favor. I don't think any of us had action on him. So uh, there we go. Thanks, Bryson. And yeah, he ended up with a 10 on that hole. He took a 10, a quintuple bogey. And I was talking Ooh. to one of my buddies and I was like, I, I, I can honestly say now I've taken a 10 certainly in, sure. in my life. I've never gone hazard OB OB. I just don't <laughs> think I've, I've ever done that. Um, so uh, Bryson, you know, Jack Nicholas was on the broadcast because this is his course. And he just said, like, man, he's got all this new strength and power, and he's gonna have to learn, yeah, how to how and when to use it. You know, he almost—I think he kind of had an invincibility feeling going. Of I can hit it as far as I, you know, I, I can draw it thirty yeah. yards and hit it two forty in the air, and he'll yeah. learn. So no Bryson for the weekend. That would have been really bad if he hadn't already covered all the long drive props. Yeah, no kidding. That's right. Thank God he got those out the way in the first seven. Yeah, but you, I mean, you called it from the start. He should have not taken last week off because uh, mm. his his short game just was suffering. It really the was. Touch he just wasn't there. Which is so crazy. You think this is all these guys work on and he's hitting the same shots. I mean, almost every hole he has a wedge in his hand and yeah, just wild. was not clean with the wedges this week. So... Uh, then he had like this dispute with the rules official because actually there was a second there where we thought maybe his first ball had bounced back inbounds. It was probably out of bounds by this much. Oof. And he was like, you know, disputing the rules official saying that uh, like Phil Mickelson at the Arnold Palmer Invitational and this and this year, like one time hit it from the other side of the fence. Like, why can't I do that? The rules official was like, well, that's a different tournament, and this is a steel fence and all this stuff. And mm. so, bummer. Uh, well, it, was, really. it was a t tough to watch. Uh, but now we've got action on the weekend. Um, Xander Shoffley also fights his way back to make the cut. Incredible. So, uh, Spencer, he's got two, two guys there, and Cantlay is up there. He's All of his picks are still in play because he had Tiger to win, which yep. that, if that happens, um, they're going to set a viewership record probably. Yeah. Uh, and he had Cantlay top 10 and Shoffley top 10. You know, those two are very much in play, especially Cantlay top 10. Of course, he gave us the Bryson over 355. So uh, has a chance here, has a chance to have a nice little weekend. Yeah, and that top 10's looking intriguing. Woodland right there at the top, too. And what's nice is, like, the guys in front of Furyk, not a ton of big game players who you're like, oh, they're really going to lock in Saturday and Sunday, you know? It's true, yeah. I mean, I'm a little worried about my guy, Big Tony, just taking it out right from under me, but that's okay. How about Ches Reavy, a guy I'd never heard of before until you took him yesterday in the matchup against Jim Furyk, right? That was the matchup? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And yet he comes out and tosses out a 67. He's he's tied for fourth at minus six. Crazy. Totally crazy. Uh, but, you know, I sent you a tweet from uh, No Laying Up, and they said, the last time Dustin Johnson was on the golf course, he beat everyone in the field. He won, you know. It was the <laughs> – was that the Rocket Mortgage? Right, 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 yeah. He, so he won the Rocket Mortgage. Um, or maybe it was one before that, but yeah, I think it was one before. And Bryce took the next him. two off. Mm -hmm. So the next time he sets foot on the golf course, 
He goes from beating everyone in the field to beating zero people in the field, Andre. He gets dead last this week. That is just, that'll show you uh, just how crazy the game of golf is. Insanity. From first to dead last in two tournaments. That's crazy. Wow. Oof. So there you go. Okay, we've got more uh, golf this weekend. We've got UFC. Uh, we'll be down at the DNVR, or at least I will certainly be down at the DNVR bar tomorrow night watching UFC. Uh, so if you want to come hang, please do. Uh, and maybe we'll circle back to golf when we go to our picks. But, Dre, let's talk about this UFC card. Yeah, um, this is a good one. This is a good one. It's our fourth title fight in uh, Fight Island in a week's worth of time and that's going to be the flyweight the second title that henry cejudo left vacant by retiring uh these are the 125 pounders and this is a rematch between uh figurito against benavides interesting thing about this the the first time these two fought figurito who's the one kind of big ish in the minus 200s favorites we have in this main card it's as close odds wise a main card as we've seen um in a long while so that's exciting uh, there's no real chalk here with a lot of toss-up so figurito comes in overweight so even though he won that fight he didn't get the title the title's still vacant um and benvenides disputes the win because what happened is I think Figueredo won the first round just barely. Benvenides is winning the second round, really throwing some volume. They bonk heads. He's He doesn't look like stunned, but you can see he's not like attacking like he was before. He's kind of like trying to figure things out and backing up. And as he's backing up, Figueredo, who has insane power for a 125-pound man, um, knocks him out cold, basically. And... Uh, wins the fight but doesn't get the title because he was overweight so no one gets the title which is insane uh so in this rematch and figurito coming into that fight slight underdog now he's the one guy who's favored by over uh minus 200 look i like his style better he's one of these weird guys who advances but is kind of a counter puncher too so it's kind of setting the pace but he's waiting for you to throw first to then catch you as you're coming in and he's got some insane power at 125 pounds stylistically definitely a guy i'd lean towards more but benvenita is very complete he throws good volume uh you know veteran guy at 28 and 6 in his career um so even if you're getting him in the you know plus 190s or what have you uh, this isn't an insane upset to call but i definitely lean figurito here and he he seems to be going up at minus two twenty five. Hmm. Okay, because yeah. when you said uh, main card all close, you know what I heard? Upset city or uh, favorites? Yeah. Uh, upset round robin. <sighs> this is really going to be our to go the distance round robin. I think. Oh, okay. I I can get with that. But you're not going to get as insane odds. But still, once you put all five together, it's going to come out to, to pretty nice. And um, it's a trend we've seen. And this card really kind of lends itself to that. So we're saying yes to go the distance? I think so. Yeah, that's not. But it's not set up for the round robin. Yeah, I know. For the round robin. It's not, think if we'd done a regular parlay, those last two main cards. Insane. Or, or round robin. I mean. Right, either one would have done just fine. Yeah, yeah true. 
We'd yeah, be rich. We would have right had now. like Calvin Caters and the Judo yeah. Thunder. We would have got great odds for that. Yeah. Um, mm, 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 mm. That's a shame. So we've yet to see a finish on the main card in Fight Island. That's right. That's right. Yep. Unless I'm forgetting one, but I think that's correct. We didn't have one in 251 either, right? We did. We, uh, okay. Van Zant was a finish. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. 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 Andraj got the. Oh, no. That was another. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. That was another. All right. Then co main might be more exciting, but it's not a title fight. But Jack Hermanson against Kelvin Gastum, um, Gaslam, who's. Look, so Hermanson, more twitchy, athletic. We'll bring the kicks and we'll try to get you down and do a submission. Gaslam, big time fighter, uh, boxer with a bit of a, a wrestling background as well. So I don't think Hermanson's going to try to go with the takedown as often. Um, and you're getting him at even odds. You know, Hermanson was really rising up uh, this middleweight division quickly. And then he's Norwegian. They have a fight night in uh, Denmark where he is the main card against um, uh, I'm blanking but it doesn't matter anyways he gets knocked out in the second by a big power guy um, and so you know he was kind of the hot name ranked like in the top five and now he's fallen off a little and Gaslam's a guy who who hangs tough a lot of people think he should go to a lower weight to really maximize his power but maybe question his work ethic a little bit I like Gaslam just stylistically um, I like Gaslam. I think he's he's kind of our style of fighter. And, um, you know, even though Hermanson certainly has some nice tools with his submission skills and athleticism, I like Gaslam too. And I think most of our listeners would too. He's just like more exciting because he's got some of that boxing background and that's fun to watch. All right. So Gaslam is the pick. They're both sitting there at minus 12. So they're calling this a straight up, up fight. Yeah, and I think uh, Gaslam's gotten a little love to make that completely even. I think it was just barely favoring Hermanson before. Um, Mark DeKesey against Rafael Flitsiev. Um I'm, I'm seeing Fiziev. Fiziev, there you or go. Fiziev. Yeah, I'll accept either. Either sound better than what I tried to do. Um, the Kesey, more athletic, kicks, kickboxing type. Fakizi, or how am I saying his name? Raphael, let's go with that. Um, I think is an interesting underdog pick at plus 135. He's built like a tank. He's got more power, um, and he's going to come at you. He's got some submission skills, too, or some grappling skills. The Kisi, the thing is he can keep him at bay with that range and the athleticism and a little heightened movement. Um yeah, I guess maybe this is a card where where some upsets would be intriguing. Um, now I'm talking you into it. Yeah, you are. Lepiski against Carolina, two Brazilians um, in the flyweight division for the ladies. That's kind of a pick em here. Uh, Carolina at plus 100 has me intrigued just because she's coming in six and one. I see a little more athleticism, you know, more volume in the striking. She should be pretty excited to exciting to watch. So uh, look out for her. And this final fight, um, this is another big fight in the flight weight division. So 125 pounders two uh, fringe uh, top five contenders here in Alexander Pantoja and Asker Askarov. For a flyweight, Pantoja's as exciting as they come. 
like ripped. He's going to come at you. His last fight was absolutely insane. The guys were just swinging for the fences and Pantoja got him down um, in the second. His loss came two fights ago against Figueredo, who's fighting for the title. title fight. So, you know, he was right on the verge of getting the title fight himself before getting knocked out by Figueredo. So he's an exciting guy who's going to push the pace and kind of make it so that you can get knocked out. Asker, Askarov, his last win came against Tim Elliott. Rare win, Ryan. He not Tim Elliott is out cold for a split second, goes down, comes back conscious. That fight went a whole three, even though that happened in the first. So how how upset would you be if that you had that not to go to the finish? Oh, um, but Askarov has a ton of submissions in his career on top of some deceptive knockout power. And if Pantoja isn't careful and is so aggressive as he's known to be, Askarov can catch him both with the fist and in a, a pesky submission. So at plus 165, that's maybe my favorite dog of mm, the entire night. Love it. Yeah. And, um, you know, interesting to have these flight weights here, despite being, you know, really small guys, the, the yes to go the distance there is decent value on them. Well, I guess it's plus 150 on the main card. Maybe that's the one where you go counter. I, I don't understand how that's to go the distance. Yes, minus 230. Hmm. Like that to me is you're just looking at the flight weights. You're not looking at what Pantoja has done in his career. Interesting. All right. So maybe it's a no. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> is how you set up the round robin. Uh, well, I, I think I'm going dogs. I like the dogs too. Yeah, and you're getting better value there. Okay, fine. One, we'll go dogs. You could maybe talk me out of Benavidez and just throw one favorite on there. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, you've got a plus one thirty-five, a plus one sixty-five, a plus one hundred. Um, that's a. Yeah. No, you're nice. That's nice. You're you're talking me into that. I like that. All right. I like that. And maybe I'll parlay them all to go the distance just for funsies. Just yeah, regular parlay. And you could still go round robin there. I mean, all it does is take the loss out, but you just have to hit four out of five for it to be profitable. Yeah, I know. The round robin, it's a, it's a little expensive. Ryan. It is. The round robins are not cheap. Yeah. But, you know, I've got all this tiger made the cut money. So <laughs> <laughs> why not invest it uh, uh, idiotically? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so, but this will be fun. Uh, we're we're kind of due for some UFC wins, and the more I look at this card, the more I'm kind of talking myself into it. There's some fun ones here. Yeah, and not a lot of um, options out there on the golf markets yet, so unfortunately we're not going to be able to get those out today uh, unless you want to take, like, Jim Furyk to be the leader after round three plus 8,000. You know, if that's something you're interested in, that's something you can get right now um man what would he have to shoot probably has to shoot a 65 at worst and that only gets him to yeah. 10 under it's a 65 66 at minimum and you you need some real help from the guys ahead which right. in this course we need to remind people more so than in the tournaments we've had thus far that's where we will see some people guaranteed will fall off we're going to see some rough weekends from a couple of these top 10 guys who just kind of fall flat. So I, I, 
there's nothing out there right now, but I just have a feeling about John Rom tomorrow faltering. Um, I'd love that. So if you can fade Rom at some point, I would do that. I like that. I like that. And I kind of like Mackenzie Hughes. Hey, that's another one. Man, he's heating up. But yeah, back-to-back 66 is hard. Hard task. Yeah, but you got that 74 out of your system. I don't know. Wait, was it two tournaments ago or was it last tournament where McKenzie was in the top three or top five like going into Saturday? Okay, so it wasn't the same course. No. He's been in good shape. He's been in good shape recently, yeah. Yeah, um, I think Justin Thomas might make a move tomorrow. Um, So if you can get action on him. In the plus 20, JT is dangerous for sure. Plus 1,200, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. There's a ton of soccer this weekend. A what ton. do we got? What do we? Oh, well, before before we talk soccer, let's talk DraftKings. DraftKings mm-hmm. Sportsbook. Sign up now. Get a sign up bonus when you use the code DNVR up to a thousand dollars. That's right. You can get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars when you jo- join DraftKings Sportsbook and use the code DNVR. Like we've mentioned, there's just so much fun action to get in on. They're always make it interesting. They're always tossing odds boosts at you to keep it even more interesting. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have something on UFC tomorrow. I haven't checked to see if they have like a fight night protection oh. or uh, something along those lines yet, but always fun stuff. Always, you know, sensible, smart bets out there that they kind of just yes. put in front of you and say, Hey, have this one. Uh, so get over to DraftKings Sportsbook and download the app and use the code DNVR when you sign up to get a sign up bonus up to $1,000. Of course, you must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, a little Friday, I wanted to make sure I could still go quick. Mm, mm, mm. Definitely confirm that. To your point, two UFC odds boosts here. One, you could parlay Figueredo, Gaslam, and Lepisky. So the three favorites and the three main fights, not what we love. That go that gets boosted from plus 360 to plus 400. Or Benvenides, by decision, gets boosted to plus 355. That has me interested. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I was looking for, like, the uh, fight night protection or the bet on either main card fighter and win right. $50 either way or whatever. Um, maybe those, maybe that'll come up, come later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. What do we got on the, uh, on the pitch as they say? Okay. Well, don't forget my, um, my two score Kai Kamara. That would put me two and two on the day that happens tonight. Go Rapids. Let's hope that things go well there. Um, Lester Tottenham, a big game. Not so much for Tottenham who's kind of stuck in that six, seven spot. Lester though, is fighting for their Champions League lives. Going against Tottenham will not be an easy task. Chelsea, Leicester, and Man U all within one point of each other. Those are the teams in third, fourth, and fifth. Only two will make the Champions League. One will be excluded. I say it's Leicester, and Tottenham at plus 130 is pretty nice value there. Staying, though, in the UK, what's more fun is the FA Cup is this weekend with two bangers in the semifinals, Arsenal against Man City. Arsenal, a plus 800 underdog. Manchester United, Chelsea, 
these are single elimination, uh, neutral field type deals. Man U, Chelsea, much more intriguing. Man U's been in great form until just the last couple games, and I wonder if they've been looking forward to this matchup in the FA Cup. Chelsea, now, I wouldn't be against a Chelsea player prop where you take, say, Christian Pulisic to score plus 750. Whoa, is he not going to oh, start? I'm sorry, that was first to score. Okay, still. Let's see, two score. Yeah, because he's been on a tear lately. Oh, right. Two score is in alphabetical order, which makes it so much easier. You can just go down. Plus 270, though. Mm. Still pretty nice. That's juicy. Yeah. Um, so I might take that and Man U to win at plus 135. I like that. Hard to go against City, even though minus 315 in a single elimination game, anything can happen. Um, yeah. But anyways. So Arsenal are... versus Man City. Yeah. Arsenal is in good form right now. They are plus 800, man. Yeah, that's and Arsenal. If there's something that Arsenal through their years of kind of lollygagging and not really doing well has been good at, it's winning FA Cups or at least competing in the FA Cup. So, you know, they're right there. Um, single elimination, anything can happen. So just throwing that out there um, in the Italian league, my bread and butter. Verona against Atalanta, two nice stories. Atalanta has been amazing. They're a favorite of minus 245. They've been on a tear. I think their like eight-game consecutive win streak ends in this one, and I like the plus 420 tie. Plus 420 tie. That's nice odds there. Um, my guys at AC Milan, you can just barely get them against Bologna at minus 195. The over two and a half goals at minus 200 is juicy as well here. Uh, both of those would be nice for parlays. My team, Parma, plus 210 against Sampdoria. Parma struggled a little lately, uh, but I think they'll get back on the right way here. Maybe my favorite upset of the weekend, Torino against Fiorentina. Fiorentina stinks. Torino plus 310. It's insane on the road. And I mentioned a while, a while back when I said, I'm not going with first goals, I'm just going to score. And I said, Andrea Belotti is kind of the Holland of Italy. Um since I said that, I think he scored six or seven goals in a oh row. Anyways, he scored seven goals in a row. You can get that at a nice little odds, too. Um, lots of nice games in the Italian League. Let me give out just one more pick, and we're going to take Spall. Plus 190 against Brescia. Two worst teams in the league. Brescia's kind of already looking to be... Uh, their relegation lineup with their young players trying to get experience. Spall still playing for a little more. So even though they're they're the dog here at plus 190 with Brescia plus 133, I like Spall here. So there you go. The bottom of the Italian league, man. That's where we're going to find value. I love it. Baseball back next it. week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's and that that is a, a good that you mentioned that baseball returns next week. Super excited for that. Obviously, we'll be hanging out at the DNVR bar, watching the Rockies all the time. Uh, but I just did a quick little explainer and and just the basics of uh, uh, of baseball betting. You know, just explaining the run line, what to keep an eye on, what moves the odds, almost the the entire line in baseball comes down to starting pitchers. Yes. Um, and I think there's value to be found there. Uh, betting against teams with a good starting pitcher on the mound that have a bad bullpen. Mm. 
So just something that we can track as time goes on. Look at bullpen ERAs. Um, and, you know, not the aces of aces that are going to go out and give you seven, eight innings every time. Right. But the guys who, you know, maybe are three and one, you know, four and two on the season. Right. Uh, that and, pitcher who's like five games in, it's like, oh, he's three and one and he's got a three, two ERA. And all of a sudden Vegas is giving him a little love. But if you if the bullpen's shaky, there, there can be a nice opportunity there. Right. You might have sweat out some late inning wins, but I think that's a um, but that goes beyond my minor. That's kind of my mark inefficiency, I think. Right that uh exists in baseball whenever there's a, a good starter on the mound you're getting that team as, as the favorite uh and you might be able to hit some underdogs with bad bullpens nice nice so i like that all right i think it's gonna wrap it up for us on dnvr bets daily come down and, uh, to the dnvr bar tomorrow night watch ufc with us things get rowdy we yell we get upset at decisions or sometimes we celebrate decisions hopefully we're celebrating tomorrow night uh but either way we'd love to see you down there so uh if not have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon.